Good day, Los Angeles, and welcome to another episode of To Live and Buy in Los Angeles with me, your host, Zach Goldsmith, and my co-host, Ben Ben Bellack. Oh my God, that's crazy. A minor. It's been well over a year since the Fed started hiking interest rates. It gets Ben excited. Which they did in an effort to combat inflation. And the housing market has suffered because of it. Since then, the Fed has bumped interest rates 10 times, thus putting a barrier, restriction, a dam on what was a very hot housing market. Ben? Why do you talk like that? What am I on these talk- episodes? <laughs> what am I talking? Like? A barrier. Uh, just talk normally, bro. Okay, okay, okay. Let me try that again. No, no. We'll still we're going to move forward. One. Let's move forward. So the CMA FedWatch tool calculates probabilities for FOMC rate moves and shows a 77% chance the Fed will hold rates at the current five to five and a quarter percent range. So what does that mean for the housing market? Could we finally be at the bottom of the downturn? And if so... What will the new norm look like? Uh, well, I think first let's identify what the bottom means. Mm, yeah. Okay. For you and other people in this city, the bottom means something different. It does indeed. Um, but in this case, the bottom is specifically referring to transactional volume, meaning the amount of home sales that we track. Um, okay. Cause we're thinking price. Yes. When you hear related. the bottom, people start thinking about price or the, the truth is, is prices remain pretty stable here in Los Angeles, but overall sales are down. So when we hear that we're tracking the bottom, we are tracking that sales will start increasing. Okay. Which could relate to pricing as well. Uh, in a way, but, um, yes, as generally lower transactional volume will result in higher pricing. Okay. So Let's get to it. Everybody wants to know where the housing market is at. I hate ending a sentence with a prepositional phrase, but it's impactful. You wrote it. We turn for this to one of our favorite sources for real estate news, Housing Wire. Yes. Uh, They conducted interviews with several big-time players across the United States in the mortgage market sectors, and here is what they say. I'm a first. I could start. Okay. So Ben Hunsiger, portfolio manager for California-based Beachpoint Capital Management, said, from where we sit, we think that improvement for originations and related securitizations materializes in the market more in the fourth quarter. For house prices, I would still argue that there's room for a little bit more to the downside, though probably not too much. Hmm. Agree or disagree? Um, I think it's local market driven. Let's continue. Looking for one word. Great. Abstain. (laughs) Okay. Here's another one. We may not be at the bottom yet, but we are not far from it. Mm. There's a lot of pent up demand and housing is going to be a positive surprise by the end of the year. That is due in large part to very strong demand, which we certainly are seeing. If you look at inflation, there's no easy fix because it's not linear. And the problem was created by a slow response to address it. So it's going to take a longer time to squash it. He goes on to say, meanwhile, the Fed has a sledgehammer, not a scalpel. So they're just going to hammer you to death with these rates. 
Though he did finish saying, I still think rates are probably going to pause at their June meeting, which they did, mm-hmm. ultimately lowering by the end of the year. This is David Prosinelli, a New York-based senior trader and managing director at Inspire X, which is a tech-driven company, underwriter and distributor of securities that operates multiple trading desks around the country. Okay, Tony Soprano. The thing is, is I will say, yes, they paused it. He is saying he thinks they're going to go down by the end of the year. He did not say by how much three basis points could be down, but still not meaningful. And... The Fed did say they were going to raise interest rates by 25 basis points or a quarter of a point twice this year. So, um, well, he was right that they he thought they weren't going to uh, raise them again mm-hmm. in June. And yeah, they didn't. So they far, didn't. he's one for one. All right. So moving on to Arvind Mohan, CEO of California based Kiavi, a fix and flip bridge loan investment property lender. Quote, I think once the fog clears in like three to six months, there's more directionality where the economy and the Fed are going, uh, that will give borrowers more confidence to step back in, and that sets up 2024 to be a better year for housing overall. Now, when we look at the data, investment transaction volume tracks broadly with overall home sales, and we're definitely seeing significant double-digit declines in overall real estate volume, and I don't think it's going to get back up by double digits. I do think there'll be a normalization that happens over the next 24 months or so, depending on the trajectory of some of the macroeconomic data, end quote. Okay, well, let's see if he's right. We should keep a tally, a scoreboard here by the end of the year, so I mean, where we are with these guys. I would say it's in line with what we've been reporting on so far. Um, but um, yeah, I think the reason, the big takeaway there is that for those that are waiting for some sort of double-digit move, it's not going to happen. Why? Because... A large portion of homeowners have an interest rate of 3% or better, and they're not going to give it up. And that's they've got to be at least five more years of that. Strong five years. It, at least. Well, because people refied in the last couple of yeah, years, and they not, probably did seven to 10-year arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us what, what Freddie Matt said. How you know, Fred? How you doing? Hey. Fred also agrees that there is big pent-up demand from borrowers, mm-hmm. like yourself. Yeah, we're seeing people jumping in and trying to buy homes, which indicates we could be close again to the bottom of a down market cycle. He went on to say we're structurally undersupplied with housing. We Mm -hmm. know that to be true. Most analysts say it's anywhere from three and a half to seven million. Most analysts say it's anywhere from three and a half to seven million housing units, which is which includes multifamily, by the way. Uh, That is a lack of supply if you can believe it, which keeps prices elevated. And there's a lot of home sale transactions, which also, sorry, and there's not a lot of home sale transactions. I think you should well. try to memorize these quotes because reading is just, it just doesn't work well Too for much you. to memorize. It's just like you're reading it, dude. Can you get it? Well, people, it doesn't matter to them as long as they hear it. I guess in this like strange jarbled retake, it's just like, what did he say? I'll get to it. I'll read it again. Okay. <laughs> Don't right. start from the top. <laughs> well, okay. Well, do you not understand what he's saying? We're structurally undersupplied with housing. Uh-huh. Most analysts say it's anywhere from three and a half to seven million housing units, which includes multifamily. Yo, and by the way, n- not to interrupt you really quick, but I think it's a good idea because you, you can start pre-reading this. Okay. Is that um 
last time we reported on this, there was only about a million homes for sale. That's not multifamily, a million. And they were like, we need it to be at least at a million five to have some semblance of normal. Right. Okay. Well, look, this is, no, it's fine. This is either way you look at it. It is a lack of supply, which keeps prices elevated. Okay. But to talk about his, his interest rate anecdotes. Well, here's what I love. Here's what I love. It's safe to, here's an easy guide to use. It's safe to say that three mortgage rates in the 3% range are expansionary for the housing market. You agree? Oh yeah. Okay. So four and a half to 5% is probably equilibrium, Mm -hmm. right? And when you get to where we are now, six to 7%, that is constraining. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing a little struggle in the market. If we get back down to the 5% range, he thinks it will spur more activity, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. And you will see more people moving, more people trading up. Agreed. Yeah. All right, so John Tuhig, based in Memphis, is a managing director at Raymond James, a board member and president of Raymond James Mortgage Company and head of the Whole Loan Trading Group. Quote, if you're in mortgage land, you're in survival mode now. This is maybe the darkest part of the night. By the end of summer, he thinks it's brighter only in that we can see that rates will have peaked. It isn't going to be a big number upward, but we should start to see kind of an incremental improvement. If we can achieve a true soft landing for the economy which it looks like we might be able to pull off, then rates will start to kind of slowly go down. For the housing market, this is the bottom. We'll get past this, but it's not a slam dunk. Nobody's doing backflips here or giving high fives. Nobody's saying, hey, let's break out the steaks and put away the hot dogs. He stresses it's just (laughs) incremental. We need to see a 200 basis point drop in rates before you see any meaningful refinance business. That means 200 basis points, guys, is two full points of interest rate. So if we're at seven, we need to go down to five. Volume is challenged, but in what context? If you look at the last 20 years, a $2 trillion mortgage market is a pretty normal market. And while everybody was hooked on the cocaine that was 2021 and 2022, <laughs> I know I was. It was a dark and rather enjoyable time. Then fentanyl put a stop to your social activities. And we all love $4 trillion markets. Let's be real. Around $1.5 trillion is probably the new normal. All right, Zach. I don't, I don't disagree, but I can't. I couldn't stop thinking about the dark night rises when you started saying we were in the dark of the night. What a great Batman movie. I know. Mark Cohen would be a great Batman. Oh, babe. All right, let's move on. Nobody cared who I was till I put on the mask. I knew Bane was going to show his face. Do I love Bane? Let's move on to Ryan Kraft. Uh, Ryan Kraft says, we are going to continue to see, I believe, a stabilization of the value of homes in the single family market. That's good news. And that is going to give investors, home buyers, and home builders a lot of confidence. A lot of confidence. Believe me. I believe that people will find a way. Okay, we always do. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. And the market is going to be incredibly tough to get into. You got to be rich. He didn't say any of that. Uh, but he does believe That's it'll give I people confidence. Thinking. He believes people will find a way. If they need to start, if they need to live in a home or they want to live in a home, they will find a way to pay mortgages in the 6 and 7% range. But it all starts with a solidification in the foundation of housing value. 
And he thinks that we're starting to come out of the period where people are fearful of a continual downward slide in housing prices. Do you agree with that? I think that in Los Angeles, we have recency bias. And I think everyone, agents included and sellers, are in denial about home prices sliding. But in the beginning of this year, I had a listing from last year that had originally started at 16 million before I had it. And we have it at 12 million right now and we're not getting showings. I have a listing that started at five. We're currently at 3.750 and we're negotiating an offer. I have another one in the four range, barely any showings. I mean, like sometimes I look at my weekly digest and I'm like, man, are any of these going to sell? Are any of these going to sell? So I think that we do need to start understanding and accepting the fact that there is some movement in certain markets in Los Angeles. Those markets tend to be north of sunset. Um, but let's, let's, um, you love to preach the north of sunset game, but I, well, I, there, I'll tell you the reason why. And I promise to make it short. The reason why is because our industry in Los Angeles is only entertainment. And historically, aside from Bezos, Spielberg, Oprah, Geffen, entertainment people from a wealth perspective compared to other industries don't make a ton of money, which means at a certain point, they start requiring dual income to buy a house. Generally speaking, when you have dual income to buy the house, that generally comes with a requisite of a family configured home and a family configured neighborhood. North of Sunset has non-family configured neighborhoods and non-family configured homes Thus, they tend to slow down. And when people no longer want to move here because of things like ULA and because of we, Massachusetts, New York, and New Jersey have terrible, terrible tax benefits, the people that normally were coming in and spending a lot of money in the plaza and et cetera, they're not. So now we're starting to see those slowdowns. Is that your definition of keeping it short? I thought it was pretty you short. Promised. It was it was it was information packed and I said it as fast as I could. You love to sing that song about LA being entertainment centric which it is but based on dual income and only Hollywood supply. No, no. I think uh, this is uh, we, I don't we use the word only. Pot. I don't use there's the word only. finance industry no, here. No, there's not. Not there's like New York. There's huge sugarcane export. Okay, pal. Okay, let's that, move on. I was kidding about. Okay, so it sounds like what Ben is saying aside from you know, his entertainment song that he loves. We need a remix of that song, by the way. Continue. Um, and all these various securities and mortgage, mortgage experts are predicting is very much in line with what we've been saying for months now, um, which is we're leading up to a normalization of the market, right? Yeah. Volume increasing by the end of the year and a stronger 2024 due to factors like increased demand, a stronger jobs market, which is happening, and a stability of mortgage rates even dropping a little bit. If this all comes to fruition, it will also mean the market is going to be tighter by the end of the year. Okay? So if rates go down alone, they'll, there will be even more demand from buyers than there is now. So even with prices lowering, it doesn't mean it's going to be easier to buy. In fact, it mm -hmm. may be more difficult at the end of the year when interest rates go it down. It makes me sad because... You want in. No, it, yeah, it's partly that, but I think that if interest rates go down, which they will ultimately, and inventory stays low, which I suspect it will be relatively low, even though it should unlock more sellers, 
I sometimes fear that Los Angeles gonna, is going to become a city of the rich. And I, I say that because I think that you're going to have everyone that only the people that have a lot of money compared to median household income in the state and the U.S. are not going to be able to afford a house. They're going to only be able to afford to lease, which will also become very expensive. And then only those that have serious money will be able to own a house and there won't be any middle. And we've been seeing a lot of the elimination of middle class nationwide, but I think in places, in cities like ours, I think we're going to see a lot of that. And it, it saddens me um, because you know what? Relatively speaking, I do pretty well. And it's tough to for me to find a house that I'm good with or that doesn't need like a lot of cash to make it um, something I'm good with. And I'm, I'm just saying that humbly, responsibly, and as someone who's really worked their face off the last 12 years. I think you're probably singing the song a lot of people are singing right now. But where I disagree is the city of the rich because they are trying to make it that way. But the rich are leaving because they are pushing the rich out. Uh, okay, I don't mean the wealthy. I just mean like people that are making... You know, good a, money, a good living. It's very good. difficult for people who are making a good living now yeah. to buy in the city, and it's, it's only tough. getting harder. Sometimes I feel like the market's passing me by. I mean, it's not the only house I own, but I'm just saying it's it sometimes can be a bummer. Now, I want to talk about some final thoughts here, if that's okay with everyone. Yeah, I gave my no final thoughts. Okay, I think it's important to analyze your local market and look no further. The housing market nationwide is dynamic, but for me in LA, I'm starting to think we're going to see lots of meaningful price improvements at 3.5 million and up. Now that said, because of low inventory and stable pricing, I'm not sure it gets buyers off the sidelines at scale because low inventory is, you know, getting you less house for more money. And what I mean by that is Zach and I have been talking about like, okay, transactional volumes down. That's a device of low inventory and high rates. Low inventory makes pricing strong. So if it keeps creeping up, People are now getting less house for more money because the interest rate's high. So with that, sellers don't want to give up their low interest rates and buyers don't want to take on high ones. So my warning to buyers out there right now, and, and Zach was quoting someone earlier and he said that um, for mortgage brokers, it's like the dark of the night and they're in survival mode. What that means is, is lenders will try to close you. And you hear a lot of real estate agents and a lot of lenders say, you should date the rate, but marry the house. But the thing is, is that if you don't have a material change in your income and there isn't a material change in interest rates next year, which there probably isn't going to be until 2025, a material change, meaning the cost of the refi is worth it. You're not going to be refining. You're just not. So if you decide to buy in this high interest rate environment, I'm just warning you, that you want to make sure you've got a serious nest egg and reserves because it is never worth it to give up comfort in exchange for being house poor. No one wants it. I grew up that way and it was, it wasn't fun to watch. And, um, I would say just be careful. A somber note. Ben is coming off of some personal notes right now and a little bitter about this market and understandably so because he makes good money and is having a tough time buying another property. So I think we got to change our outlook. I agree with you that these rates will unlock more buyers. It will also unlock more sellers and the battle will continue to rage on. To live and cry. 
in Los Angeles. Thank you for <laughs> tuning. We got to get him out of here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of To Live and Buy in Los Angeles in what was extremely informative and I was thinking non-biased with all these great people from the mortgage sector until Ben gave his final thoughts and it got dark. But you know, it's the reality. This is where we are. This is what we have to look forward to. There are going to be a lot of opportunities. You got to have cash reserves. Be ready to go. I'm Zach Goldsmith, 24. This is at Ben Belak. That all? You don't have a number, huh? No number, no exchange at the end. That's it. That's yeah. it. Just bitter Ben Bellick. You can just type in <laughs> Bitter Ben Bellick. You'll see it at the end. Thank you for tuning in. Super bien.